are you going to be truthful with me when you lie to everybody else? You lied when you smiled at that cracker down the job, right? Lie to me, smile. Treat me the same way you would treat him. I can't treat you. You must. Treat him. You must. Because I've got the I've got the frowns and the anger. He's happy with you. Of course he doesn't know you're unhappy. You grin at him all day long. You come on when I catch up because I love you. I get least of you. I get I get the very minimum. And I'm saying, you know, fake it with me. Is that too much of the black woman to ask of the black man? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Hot Mikey Minery Podcast. And of course, as always, I'm your host, Kara Witt. Well, today is my birthday. If you're listening today on Saturday, September 12th, I am 34 years old today. So congratulations to me. You know, I'm just thankful for being able to see another year. Uh, this this <laughs> The year of 33 was nothing but blessings, and I'm looking forward to year 34 I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting there to be even more blessings and and prosperities to come so uh make sure y'all leave a comment and wish me happy birthday all right so uh if you heard the beginning of the episode you heard James Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni James Baldwin a novelist you know and very prominent in the civil rights era as well as Nikki Giovanni who was a writer and a poet and you know an activist all things black and I suggest that you go and listen to the entire interview. It's about an hour and, and 26 minutes, I believe, of uh, Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin. And it's crazy because what she is expressing to him and what he is expressing to her is the same shit we're dealing with in 2020. It's the same shit. If you really want to get into the psyche of a black man and a black woman and our relationship dynamics and what we feel, I think they both do a great job of explaining that and 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 portraying the picture and telling the story of like how black women feel with black men and how black men feel with black women they can sit down and and have a real conversation without tempers flaring and without people shutting somebody out so really go go on youtube and look that up and i think you will find that very insightful black women have a history of always protecting black men. That's why we are the way that we are. You know, our history, it, it stems back to, it stems from slavery because we felt like we always had to protect everybody. You know, we couldn't protect ourselves, you know, but we at least could try to protect our family or, you know, the people that we call our family, friends and everything. So, it's only it's our innate ability and it's inherent in us to always reach for the black man. It's always reaching for people around us who look like us and to bring other people up. It's only in us. It's that nurturing thing that's within black women as a whole that we feel like we just got to reach out and pull in our black man because of what the world does to him and what the world, how the world treats him. And we forget that the world is treating us the same way. We forget that. Well, we don't forget it, but black men don't think about that. You know, they don't think about that. Like, damn, 
You know, I'm dealing with all they thinking about is I'm dealing with the world. I'm dealing with the police brutality. I'm dealing with not being able to find a job. I'm dealing with getting thrown in prison. I'm dealing with all these type of things. I got a preconceived notion, a stereotype on me. They doing all these things to me. I got to go home to my black. I want to hear this shit from you. I got to deal with the world. And y'all don't think like, damn, what's she dealing with? What's she dealing with? What kind of shit she got going on in herself too? Then maybe we need to come together and unify and love on each other because we both dealing with the same thing. The last thing I need to do is come home to her and treat her bad. Those are the things that I want to talk about in today's episode. I want to talk about my experiences with black men. And I don't want this to come off as, you know, actually, I don't care how it comes off. I don't care anymore how it comes off because I'm not, I'm not going to baby black men anymore. I'm not going to say things and suggest, you know, oh, well, maybe you black men. No, I'm going to demand what I, what I want from you. And I'm not going to care how you feel about it. Because too many times black women, we tell, you tell us, to, oh, don't do too much because, you know, uh, you, y'all just do too much. When we ask y'all for the bare minimum, we ask y'all to just simply respect us and we're doing too much. That's crazy to me. So, no, I'm not going to use kid gloves and say, oh, well, black men, can y'all please do this? No, damn it. It's time. Now is the time to tell y'all about y'all fucking self. Okay? Now is the time. Because too many times we are so afraid of telling y'all what it is because we're always thinking about your mental health. And y'all don't do the same, same shit for us. Y'all don't think about our mental health. Y'all don't think about what we go through. Y'all don't think about that. And and don't come over here saying, well, not all black men. I know not all black men, okay? I got to say how I feel. I got to get this shit off my chest because I'm exhausted. It's 34 years of my life have I been dealing with black men and only dating black men exclusively. Now it's time for us as black women to wash our hands. We must wash our hands because we're, we're not getting the same love that we show. Because what I want to talk about today is black women and black men. And not just any typical episode like how do we fix it? No, I don't want to know how we fix it anymore. Because at this point, black women, we got to start talking about our need to save the black man all the time and love them unconditionally when we don't get that same respect. We need to burn our capes. We need to pull our support and stop supporting them until we get the support that we want until that support is reciprocated. I'm not supporting any black man anymore that does not support black women the way that black women support black men. Women, we go out here and we protect you and we march for you and we stand up for you. We don't talk about you in mixed company. We keep that within black women. We don't get on TV and say the black man is this, the black man is that. We don't sit up there and portray you in certain ways. Like white America does. And we, and we hold fast to what we believe. We hold fast to our foundation and our belief in the black man that he can be better than what he is displaying every single day towards the black woman. Yet we don't get that same respect. I don't want this to come off as an angry black woman. Although I have every right to be angry, I have every right to be bitter because that is a stamp sometimes that black women get to marginalize or invalidate our opinion say oh she just bitter or she just angry yes yes I am because what I give out 
to my people is not what I get in return from my people. So yes, I have a right to be bitter. I have a right to be angry. And I'm not going to sit here and, and use some black men. This I'm not using kid gloves anymore, okay? I'm not using kid gloves anymore because at this point, if you don't know the difference between the type of black men that I'm speaking about and the black men who actually go out there and protect black women, then you are the type of people that I am talking to. You're the type of people who continuously invalidate women's experiences. You're the type of man or woman who sits there and don't listen to what actual black women are saying. What I'm talking about today are black men who do not support black women, black men who do not stand up for black women, black men. And I say black men because I don't date anybody else. Okay. I haven't dated anyone, any other race. So I'm speaking about black men because those are my experiences and those are my brothers. So I can talk about them. Okay. I'm talking about black men who do not listen, listen to black women and not only listen, but listen to understand and not listen to have an argument or debate and say, no, those are not your experiences. Those are the black men that I am talking about today. I'm not talking about the so-called good black men because I even have a problem with saying those good black men because those good black men is very rare that I see good black men stand up for black women. You good black men are usually named good because they protect their own. I mean, protect all black women. Now I do know a few men who do stand up for all black women. And I appreciate those men and those men I am not talking about, but I'm talking about you good black men who only protect the women who are, you are attracted to and who are in your family or your close friends, even close friends is a toss up because sometimes if it ain't got nothing to do with you, you will stand on the side, but you still want to raise your hand and say, you're a good man. That's who we talking about today. See, we're going to get into some things. We're going to get into some things. We're going to talk about the real shit, some shit that people don't want to talk about. Okay, I'm calling the all y'all out because at this point, black women, we tired. We tired of being your sisters. We tired of being your aunties, your mothers, your confidants, your nurse, your healers. We tired of doing all these things. And it's not being reciprocated. We're tired. We're tired. Okay? The capes are going to be burned. We are pulling our support. That's it. That's why I love this movement now. Black women are starting to wake up. We're starting to say, hey, you know what? We've been going hard for black men for centuries since slavery to since slavery where black men could not even protect black women. We had nobody. Black women have had no allies since slavery. When we were taken into the house to be raped or we was taken into the slave quarters to be raped, black men could not help us. And although that is no fault of their own, no fault of their own that they could not help and save us because they would be killed. But it, it started there. That's where the mindset is residues of slavery. The mindset started there. And that is the problem. I want to talk to you about some experiences that I had, which is why I had to take a break from the podcast because it was really getting on my nerves. You know, I didn't want to mess up my mental health or mess up my happiness and my joy trying to argue with black men on social media about black women feeling safe. Now, I don't know if any of you follow me on social media that are listening, but uh, there was this individual. And I'm going to call his name because black men like this need to be called out. Okay. What I experienced <laughs> with this black man was something 
it's not out of the norm. You know, I've experienced things like this before with other black men. It's nothing strange. This is this is just what what they do. Men like this do. Now, I was commenting on a uh, classmate post about, you know, he was standing up for black women. His post simply said, why y'all always diminishing, questioning, nitpicking a woman every time she comes forward with something? Now, the comments were from a bunch of men. The comments were nothing short of misogynist, misogynistic, sexist, rapey as hell. And honestly, it was scary. So I commented on my friend's post. I didn't tag anyone. I wasn't talking to anyone specifically but him. And I asked him, I, I told him, I said, you know, I said, looking at those comments, that was scary. And I had to look up to see where those guys live because I didn't want to meet them in no alley nowhere because the things that they were saying was just like, wow, wow. How can black women ever come forward with anything about anything if these men are saying this type of things that they are saying? This is why women are afraid to come forward with sexual assault, because the things that these men were saying, it was just like, wow, it, it, it was scary. So after I said that, some loser. Now, I don't give a damn about saying his name because this man, OK, his name is Antoine Kirk. Antoine Kerr, he decides to come in and says, you know, invalidating everything that I said. You know, he thought the shit what that I said was funny, which it wasn't anything funny about a black woman fearing for her life or a black woman being in fear of the comment. All I said was, you know, that it was scary reading those comments and I didn't want to be around any of those predatory ass men. And here come a black man invalidating what I'm saying once again, like always. And I told him to get his predatory ass on somewhere because I wasn't talking to him because he was one of the ones in the comments being a rape apologist. So after that, he then comments and tells me, you know, you ugly anyway. Ain't nobody trying to rape you. <laughs> Be blessed, queen. <laughs> you know, it's so many things going on in just that comment that just like, wow, <laughs> you ugly anyway. Ain't nobody trying to rape you. Now, this is a black man who probably sees himself to be a good black man like most of you do a lot of you think that you're a good black man but y'all really some fuck boys okay so here go another black man telling another black woman you ugly anyway ain't nobody trying to rape you and to put the cherry on top be blessed queen right yeah, be blessed queen. See, that's the thing. When that's that's why I don't really never I don't never give a damn about y'all saying queen and hey beautiful and all this kind of stuff because you will call me a queen and as soon as I'm holding your ass accountable for anything, it's bitch or it's mad black woman or it's anything like that. So that queen and bullshit don't mean nothing to me. Y'all just say that shit just like white people saying, oh, I have black friends. It don't mean a motherfucking thing. So don't call me no queen. Don't call me no hey beautiful when y'all don't mean that shit. Okay? Don't get on here say hey beautiful, hey queen if you're not going to treat a woman like a queen. I remember I asked the guy, he used to say hey queen so much in every other word. And I said, you know what? I said, you use hey queen a lot. I said, do you treat women like queens? Yeah, I treat women like queens. You know what? I see you just one of them same black women. You see? You see how it flips so easily? As soon as, some, as, soon as a black woman calls you about calls you out about some minor things, it's always flipped. So I was never a queen in the first place. You just calling me a queen of hey, beautiful because you think that's what I want to hear and that you thinking that it's going to get you what you want. 
So stop the hate queens if you're not going to treat women like queens. But anyway, back to this punk ass motherfucker here, Antoine Kerr. Let me get back to this guy. So this guy's going to say this type of thing. Now, let, let me tell you something. Being attractive has nothing to do with rape. Okay? It has absolutely nothing to do with rape. It has everything to do with power. Anyway, so this conversation goes on and on and on. And he says this. So after he says these disgusting things, all the black men that were in those comments saying those things, that was some black men who was calling out, you know, the other black men for, you know, saying those disgusting things about women and, and calling them out on being rape apologists and things like that. But those black men who were challenging those other black men, none of them came to my defense. None of them checked him and said, you know what, man, that was dead ass wrong. You shouldn't have done that. That is a black woman. You need to respect her. None of those black men did that. And those were good black men. Initially, there were no black men that came to my defense. None of them. And that's what black women mean by not being protected. And that is the smallest thing. That is the smallest thing. Yeah, it might not be your business. It might be between me and him. But when it comes down to a black man saying you ugly anyway, ain't nobody trying to rape you. All the black men should have been at that motherfucker's throat in public because it's important to do shit in public, not in private. Where you say, hey, man, you shouldn't have did that. No, stand up in public and say, no, that's wrong. You don't talk to that sister like that. That's what you do. You do that because black women would do the same for you. That's what you were supposed to do. Stand up. Now, I say initially, no one came forth. Now, later on, I had uh, one, of, one of my good friends. He did come in, and he pretty much tried to be a mediator. And he tried to be diplomatic and say, well, you know, Kara, don't, don't do that. You're better than that. And what I had a problem with, and I, and I did let him know this, you know, the way that I responded to him was warranted because you don't tell me that I'm too ugly to be raped and you say things like that to me as a black woman and think that I'm not going to come back and call you a bitch ass motherfucker because I am and there's nothing wrong with that because I have every right to say that but what I have is when black men and he's not the only one that 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 does it and it was coming from an innocent place but I had to make sure that I educated him and let him know that that was wrong. And, and, and let me say this. I, I'm not coming at my, at, at my friend at all, okay? Because we, he and I did have a conversation. We did talk on the phone immediately after, that, after this situation that I'm going to be talking about. And he explained to me where he was coming from, and I explained where he coming from, and we, and we talked it out. And I appreciate him for that because not many times do black men, men actually want to actually listen to you and talk to you about how you feel. But in this situation, prior to that, he was saying, well, Kara, you know, you shouldn't do this. And he didn't really check him for saying the things that he said to me. And I had a problem with that because it's always when a man does something to a woman, the man is not immediately checked. He's checked by his boys and, oh, man, come on, you know, in a very slight way, very diplomatic way. But what the woman is, no, you shouldn't have responded like that. No, that's wrong. You don't tell a woman that. You check this man in public in front of me so I can see you check him so I can feel validated, so I can feel protected by my brothers. That is what you're supposed to do. When we say protect black women, you stand up in public and you do it. 
You do it. That's what we ask you to do. That's what protection looked like. And that that's the smallest form of protection. But some of you men, and I'm not talking about my friend now, but some of you men are afraid to stand up to your boys. It's like you don't want to go against the grain. For some reason, you don't want to stand up and protect black women out loud and in color. And I don't understand why. Why are you so afraid to tell that man, no, you were wrong? What relationship? What what are you going to lose from that? What are you going to lose? The camaraderie? It's be, or is it because you know black women are always going to be there to support you, so it's easier to protect your homeboy instead of protecting the black woman? But anyway, so... I come in and I let him know, don't check me, check him. Because shouldn't no black man ever say no shit like that to no black woman. So it, so make a long story short, he did call me up and I told him, you know, that was the first time that any black man has ever had a disagreement with me or we've had a disagreement. And he actually picked up the phone and said, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you so I can understand where you coming from because he is a black man and he believes in protecting black women. And where he was coming from was not a place of, of, Oh, I'm protect this black man over you. It was, it was all out of love. And I could see that within him, which is why I didn't go in on him the way that I would have gone in on a man who was being just completely sexist. That black man picked up the phone and called me and said, I want to talk to you because I don't want us to have no disagreement, especially over no social media. He told me where he was coming from. He understood where I was coming from. He told me, say, if you want me to go back out there and check him, I'll do it. And I said, no, the principle, the fact that you've even picked up the phone and even decided to talk to me about this show me who what your character is and those are good black men those are good black men you're not gonna get everything right you're not gonna do everything perfect in life black men but if you just take one step forward and actually listen listen to what we say and actually do the work to change okay because what i understand is that a lot of you all don't want to change you just want us to shut up now what does that sound like sound like racism doesn't it it sounds a lot like racism. At this point, black women, we got to start treating these black men, the, the black men who don't support black women, we got to treat them like these racists. And, and not even necessarily just racists, but the white people who are comfortable in white supremacy are comfortable enough in white supremacy to stay silent because you don't have to be a racist to stay silent about racism. Okay? You don't have to be that. You don't have to be a sexist to stay silent about sexism, especially if you benefit from it. White people benefit from white supremacy. So it's easier to stay silent because they don't want to lose their position in where they are or they don't want to have the criticism from their white counterparts when they speak out about racism. Men don't want to speak out about male privilege, sexism, misogyny, and patriarchy because they benefit from it. You benefit from it. That's why you don't speak out on it. You got to speak out the same way that we want these white people to speak out about racism. We want you to speak out about patriarchy. It is a system. See, the thing is, you don't want to listen to us. You don't want to listen to women. So that's why we must burn our capes. We must pull our support 
it's one thing to talk about it and say, yeah, I understand that, but you got to do the work. You got to check your friends when they saying trash ass shit because they don't listen to us when we tell them, hey, this is trash. This is toxic masculinity. This is sexism. He's a rape apologist. Why don't you check your friends in public in front, not, not necessarily in public, but in front of black women and in private, too, because that matters. Because if you're checking them just, you know, just because you're in front of black women, I mean, and, and then you agree with them in private, that, that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're still going to have that same mindset. You got to do the work. You got to stand on our side with us as well to eradicate this type of the type of system that benefits men. Okay. yes, you are a black man. Yes, the system is oppressing you. Yes, it's doing all of those things. But y'all act like the shit ain't doing it to us, too. Even though you are black, you still have the privilege of being a man. We don't have that privilege. Okay. We don't have that privilege. It's a little different because is it better to be feared or to, or to be ignored? As a black man, you have the privilege to be a man. And even though you are a black man, you are, you are feared. And as black women, we're ignored. See, when black men walk into the room, you command a presence, okay? You command your presence, is either people are going to be deathly afraid of you because they think you're going to do something that you shouldn't do, or people are just going to be like, they love you, and then they're going to gravitate towards you. As a black woman, when we walk into a place, it's either we're ignored or we're just looked at as we're nothing, okay? See, that's the difference between that y'all don't understand and y'all don't try to understand because you dealing with your own problems that you feel like black women problems are not your problems, but we're being killed by police. Just like you, we're not being, we're being looked over for jobs just like you. It's, it's black men are more likely to be married than black women. See, that's the thing about interracial dating with black women. Cause we, because we date exclusively, most of us date exclusively to black men we're least likely to be married. Now, that also has a lot to do with uh, residuals of slavery and the household and how the black community has been, how the idea of marriage has changed within the black community. It has a lot to do with systemic oppression and, you know, it has a lot to do with racism and certain things like that. But black women predominantly date black men. And because of the way society, and because of our ideas on marriage and because some black men tend to not tend not to date exclusively black women to find love. It kind of narrow our chance. It narrows our chances of ever getting married. So we tend to look at marriage a little bit different because we want black children. We want our household to be black. And even though, you know, most black men do marry black women, it's still, we're still are the least likely to get married out of all races. And I honestly feel that we need to broaden our horizon when it comes to dating. Now, I was a person who always said, you know what? I, I'm not dating no white man, nobody else than black, only black. But now I'm starting to realize, you know what? Maybe I do need to try some outside racing. And it sounds funny because I'm blackity black, black, black. But in order for me to date somebody white, like he's really got to be like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? He got to be 
understanding his privilege and willing to use it for good and not for evil. He's going to have to understand. Now he ain't going to understand everything, but he's going to really have to be willing to learn and unlearn certain things and, and agree with me when I talk about racism and shit like that. But interracial dating with black women is very difficult. You know, with some white men, it's either white men, you know, they see us as a fetish or they just don't see us at all. It's been times where I have walked into a uh, store or I have been waiting to be seen. There is a white man wait, uh, that that's the cashier or whatever, and he just completely doesn't see me at all. But it's other white people, white women around me, and they see them or white customers and they see them and they just don't see me at all. And I literally have to make my presence known. Black men, you don't have to do that. Your presence is going to be known and felt as soon as you walk in the room. Now, as black women, we sometimes have to be over the top or we have to really exude confidence to be seen when black women walk in the room and she exudes confidence she has to be all of these things she really has to build herself up 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 to be seen you can't just walk in and be yourself you have to walk in with that confidence so people can see you black men don't have to do that because you're a man okay you could just walk in the room and be seen because they they fear you or they just, they're intrigued by you. But black women, we have to be all of these things and more to even be seen. Do y'all understand what that means? We're invisible. It's not like, oh, black women are this, that, and that. People don't know what black women are. We're a mystery because people don't care to know. People don't care to know. Black men know who we are. They know who we are. But they don't respect it enough. To, to lift us up, to hold us on the pedestal to say, look, these are our women. We love them. I'm talking about black men as a whole, black men in general. Nobody, they don't lift us up and say, hey, look at our women. We love them. Okay. They, they don't say that. That's why other races feel like they can disrespect us. They can ignore us because our black men don't close ranks on us. That's why certain that's why some white women can feel like they can go out there and steal from us and do all these things and take all of our aesthetics and, and make it popular and act like black women just don't exist. Why do they feel like they can do these things to us? It's certain white, it's been experience why I've had with white men where they talk to me like I was nothing. Why do these other races feel like they can disrespect black women the way that they do and ignore black women the way that they do? Because our black men do it to us. See, the thing is, y'all don't understand that the, everything that you go through, we go through in the world. We have to deal with in the world. And then we got to come home and deal with it from you. We get treated like second class citizens. Then we come home to black men. And when I say home, I mean in our community of black men. And we get the same treatment that we get from you. What I have noticed from a lot of black men is black men don't want the equality of the race. You want black supremacy of the black man. You want black supremacy. You want to just swap your roles. You want his power. You want to be able to walk freely and do the things that he does. And, and that's what you want. You don't want equality of the races. Because that would mean black women would be equal to you. Okay? You don't want black and white people to be equal. And I don't mean all of you. I'm talking about a lot of, a lot of black men. When they talk about, oh, this black, this, the black people, this, the black people, this, they are usually only talking about black men. They don't speak out and say, look how they treat the black women. Look how they do the black woman. They don't never include black women. They always talking about the black man, this, the black man, that as if black women, we just skating through in life. 
as we're just skating through in life, getting things handed to us. Are y'all crazy? Do y'all know how hard it is for a black woman to succeed at a Fortune 500 company? Do you know what she has to go through even when she is a CEO? That's hard work. That is not, that is hard work. Ain't nobody giving no black woman nothing when she is the head of a corporation. Ain't nobody giving her nothing. She is getting shit thrown down from her, from white America, from black men, from black women. We getting shit thrown down from us. That's why I say black women ain't got no allies. We got to start from the bottom up under black men and work ourselves up. We work hard to get to the places that we're at. White America don't give us shit. Do y'all understand that? So when y'all be talking about black men this and black men that, speak about the entire race. Like we do, y'all. When we be going out in the streets, we be talking about them. We say these black men name. We call them out. We call black women name out. Because we know the importance of lifting up the entire race. I just did a podcast episode on We Deserve Your Protection. And I was nice on that. I was nice. Now I'm telling you, we don't care about your protection anymore because you're never going to give it to us. Because you benefit too much from male privilege. You're never going to give it to us. So it's time that we do for ourselves, black women. We lift ourselves up. We look to each other and lift each other up and fuck these black men who do not support black women. If you know a black man who supports black women the way that you support black men, take him in, hug him, build up your family, support other people. Teach other people how to be that way. But those black men who do not date black women, who refuse to acknowledge black women, who don't listen to black women, throw them away. Don't go in the street marching for them. When you march, march against police brutality. If it does not include, when you go and march, if it does not include black women, when you go and protest and, and become an advocate and you want to do all these things for the black community, if it doesn't include black women, don't be a part of it. Do not be a part of it because I'm not for anything that excludes a gender, a race, a nationality, anything of that nature. If it is only exclusive for certain people, I ain't with it. I'm not with it. That goes for anything. That goes for anything. How can something be good if it only includes one specific group, one specific group? It cannot uplift if it only if it excludes people and only is exclusive to one type of person, to one group of people. It's not good for our mental health. What are we getting by supporting black men unconditionally? What have we benefited from? What are we getting that makes us say, you know what? I'm going to keep supporting them because of all these things. What are we getting? We're not getting anything. We're not getting anything but a wet ass, as, as the old folks say. But a wet ass. We're single mothers. We're continuing to raise these children and doing a phenomenal job by ourselves. It's affecting us, our self-esteem, because we're continuing. Well, maybe they'll get right. Maybe they'll do this. But I love black men. And we wait for them to be ready for us. Why? Why do we have to wait for them to be ready for us? Let me tell you something. And, and if this might seem like a bash black men, I'm bashing black men who don't support black women. That's who I'm bashing. Yes, I'm bashing you. Absolutely. Because I'm not going to just continue to love on y'all, support y'all, and y'all can treat and talk to me any kind of way. Are you crazy? 
I'm not doing that. Hell yeah, I'm a bash you. I'm a ba- I'm bashing racists. I'm bashing black men who don't support black women, and I'm bashing black women who continuously have this internalized misogyny that you have and be pick me. I'm bashing y'all too because y'all ain't helping it. Y'all ain't helping it. Y'all sit there and become rape apologists too. Do you know how many women out there marching for R. Kelly right now? You know how many women out there marching for that motherfucker? And he hurts black women. Forget the men that's marching for because I expect that from them. I expect black men to march and go up for R. Kelly because R. Kelly is only hurting black women. So whatever, I still like his music. I'm still going to step in the name of love because that don't matter. But it's you black women. He's hurting women who look like you. Not even women. He's hurting little girls who look like you. And you still going to go up for him and celebrate him. Those are the women that I'm bashing. You're trash. You're trash. That doesn't help us as a whole. It hurts you because when you go down the line and you, let me tell you, let me tell you something else. When I walk down the street or if I come in contact with a group of black men, there is some anxiety that I'm going to feel. I'm going to probably walk across the street. Not because I have an irrational fear of black men because of my experiences with black men. My experiences, because I know I'm, I 100% know I'm going to be harassed. I might possibly, possibly be physically touched and at worst be sexually harassed or sexually assaulted. Those are my fears. Those are real fears that black women have when they see a group of black men and she's walking by herself or she's walking with a friend. Are you crazy? But if I walk into a crowd of white men, I fear nothing. Not because white men are just so noble. (laughs) Not because, not like white men just don't have a history of raping and pillaging all people. Not because white men are just better than black men. That's no, absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's because they don't see black women. They don't see us. Some of them do. And you know, some, whatever. I I ain't never experienced that. White men don't approach me. But walking to a crowd of white men, I don't feel anything because I guarantee you they're not even going to look at me. They're not even going to look at me. I've done it before. White men don't even look at me at all. I can be wearing gym clothes. I can be wearing whatever. Them white white men ain't going to catcall me. They ain't going to say nothing to me because they don't see me. That is what I'm talking about. Is it better to be feared or ignored? See, that's what y'all don't understand. Y'all don't even take the time to understand what black women experience in this world because we know what y'all experience and we can relate to what you experience because we experience it too. We experience it too because we know. But for to say that we experience your experiences and we can empathize and sympathize with what you say, but when it's time for us to speak, y'all don't even sympathize with it. You ignore it and you say it's not happening. Y'all think that we just making these stories up. I can't even, I don't even have the time, the bandwidth, the memory, the Wi-Fi signal, the Bluetooth signal to even talk about all the experience, the negative experiences that I've had with black men that I don't have with white men I can't even, I don't even have the time. I've had good experiences with black men. I've had great experiences with black men even. But those black men who are toxic, they are innumerable. And they outweigh the black men who are good. Just as we need those good cops to tap those bad cops on the shoulder and check them. There are very few good cops that there are in the world. We need those good black men to tap their brothers on the shoulder and check them. Okay, because what is a good cop or a good black man if he is silent? It means nothing. It means nothing. Okay, so y'all got to do the work. 
You have to do the work because we're tired. We're not going to, I'm telling you, I'm telling y'all this movement of black women burning their capes. It is a real thing. I'm telling you, I'm not marching for y'all no more. I'm not. If it does not include black women, I'm, I'm just not doing, I'm not going into mo- any more protests. I'm not going anywhere else where these black men who, who for, for black men who treat black women like shit, but we want us to go out in the streets and march for them. I'm marching against pro police brutality against black people, but I'm not just going to specifically stop killing our black men. I'm not going up for y'all no more. I'm not going up to say all this and all. I'm not doing that for the, uh, for black men as a whole. I'm not doing that for black men as a whole. I'm doing that for the black men that I know specifically really genuinely value black people, black women, black women and black people as a whole. Those are the men that I'm going to go up for. Those are the men that I'm going to be 10 toes down with four flats on the Cadillac with. Those are the men that I'm going to represent. I'm not representing the rest of you motherfuckers. Fuck y'all. At the end of the day, it's about love. It's about loving one another unconditionally and not just blindly supporting somebody even though they treat you bad. You wouldn't stay in a relationship and and love somebody and can unconditionally support them if all they did was cheat on you. They beat on you. They talk down to you. They do all these things to you and you continue to love them. That is the black woman support to black men. In general, what do black women get in return as a whole? When a black woman gets shot by police, do you see a collection of a million man march marching for black women? Do you see that? Do you see black men standing up for, you know, black women. Yeah, people doing it for Breonna Taylor now, but people just saying saying it, you know, being, you know, performative activism. Now it's just kind of catchy now. It, it's, it's, they're capitalizing off it. They're making money, you know. They put her on the face of Time magazine. You know, it's just like now she just, what is she? It's like she's not even a person anymore, you know? So I want that support for black women to be just as, as profound and prolific for, for black women as it is for black men. I want people, I want the world to go up in flames when a black woman is killed by police. I want, I want black men to collectively attack whoever disrespects a black woman. Just like we do with black men. I want, I want that to be an attack of black men. So black women can see like, oh man, our men are really down for us like that. But I know that won't happen. I know that won't happen. There'll be a few out there in, in your immediate circle of people you know. You know, that actually do that. But like I said, you good black men, those of you who believe that you are good black men, you know, I want you to really look at yourself and say, you know, do I really do I really support and protect black women the way that they support and protect me? Do I really do that? Ask yourself that question. I really want you to ask yourself that question and say, you know what? Or do I just protect the ones that I know or that I'm attracted to or the one that's in my close knit circle? And if that's the case, then you you probably should do some, you know, reflecting and changing. That doesn't make you a bad black man. It just means that you need to do some changing. Just like we all need to. If the world is constantly changing, why do we feel like our mindset can stay the same? You can't have the, a stagnant mindset in a world that is forever changing. You have to learn and unlearn things. And when you unlearn things, sometimes it's not a relearning of things. It's just you unlearn it and throw that shit away and don't do it no more patriarchy, misogyny, sexism, you know, understanding what consent is. Those are not things that we can just, you know, agree to disagree on. It is what it is. It is what it is. 
the oppression of women is real and it needs to stop. The, the, the sexual violent assault on women is real and it needs to stop. Consent is real. There's no gray area with consent. It's a real thing and it needs to stop. Those are things that when it comes to having a conversation about black women need to feel protected. We need to have y'all say, you know what? I agree with that 100% and I stand on your side. That is also protecting black women, protecting our feelings, protecting our emotion, protecting our heart, making us feel safe. Safe, not even just physically, but safe in a conversation that I can have with my my fellow brother and he'll understand me. He's going to listen to me. That's what feeling safe means. You know, that's all we ask for y'all to do. That's all we ask for y'all to do. But at this point, until we get the support, until we get that same love and affection that we give to you, the capes are being burned. There's no more Superwoman or Wonder Woman coming to save the day. Black women like myself who are awake, I'm done. I'm completely done. My sisters, if you want to continue to to, to give unwavering support, if you want to give it to all of them and just be ignorant to the fact of the way that they treat you, go ahead, my friend. I pray that your mental health stays intact. But as for me and my house, I'm out. Thank y'all for listening.